What up, doe? What up, doe? It's me running solo. So I got to get used to doing everything. I'm used to being behind the scenes, sending stuff off, tuning up the audio. And I got to do it all by myself. Welcome to the IOW Sports Network, IOW Sports Show. It is me, Detroit Mail. We missing Wildcard Mar and Nick Shine. I don't know where they at. I think um, Nick is getting um, his butthole bleach and no telling what Lamar's doing. But anyway, if you have not subscribed, subscribe to our channel. You can go over to IOW Network, IOW, excuse me, IOW Sports Network and hit the subscribe button, hit the notification button, hit that little bell, ding. Make sure you get all the things that we are putting out there over the airs. We have uh, Nick's Proud Jets sports show we have this show that you listen to i often wonder also and we also have money line with nick shine you can also go over to our facebook page iow network and you um can subscribe to that we are looking for your takes if you got a funny take if you are networking with something selling something producing something let us know put it all in there also if you have any kind of um podcast idea sports podcast idea uh, let us know we're trying to build our network we're looking for nascar soccer all that stuff so just hit us up um on ilw network and what am i forgetting oh and i also forgot to put the banner up see i'm used to lamar doing all this also we have our cash up did you see scrolling down here in a minute and you like we have these lovely hats right here exclusive hats that you can get just drop $30 in the cash app and leave your address and we will send you on those hats um as you see one of our um subscribers matt he has one and me lamar these are exclusive and i think that's all of the preliminaries out of the way if i forgot something i'm sure lamar will remind me let's get on with the show so we got a lot of stuff here to talk about today i know that um we're going to start off with the easy stuff. Um, we're going to do a little hockey first. Oh, before we get into hockey, we got Nats all up in here. Um, tragic thing happened today. I think it was Jeff Gladley um, passed away in a car accident today. Um, he was a former first-round pick for the Miami Vikings. And after the Vikings released him, I believe uh, the Cardinals picked him up. So he passed away with a, um, in a car accident. So our thoughts and prayer goes out to his family and friends. Um, bad, you know, bad thing happened. And what up, though, Matt? You know, we hate to see things like that happen. Um, we just got over um, Dwayne Haskins getting hit by a car. Now you have um, Jeff Gladdy getting hit, getting in a car accident. So um, I thought some prayers. Yes, it is tragic. I thought some prayer goes out to his family and friends and everything. So I want to get that out the way so that way we can go into the show. I didn't want to um, end it on a sad note. Didn't want to start on a sad note. I ain't know where to put it in the middle, so we're just going to start off with that. Um, you know, I, I sometimes you hate to hear things about that. I think he was 25. Young guy, man. Young guy, man. You know, had a whole life ahead of him. But anyway, but since we're on the, um, the NFL thing, Aaron Donald. Let's talk about Aaron Donald. So I was reading... Um, that he said he may retire if he can't get a deal done. Yeah, 25. Thanks, Matt. Um, he said he might retire if he can't get a deal done. I like this. And I'm going to tell you why. 
I was looking at some of the things Aaron Donald was saying and some of the things that I've been trying to tell young people all the time about sports. Aaron Donald said he'll play eight. He, his whole thing was to play eight years and retire anyway. So he won a Super Bowl or not, he was going to retire. This is things I've been trying to teach young people all the time. Man, football is a brutal sport. Brutal sport. You know, your knees, your joints, all of that takes a hit. And you playing 13 years of taking that, um, you know, of taking that punishment. You know, I always bring up Earl Campbell. Man could barely walk. So if you can get in, make your money, and then get out, this would be this should be your investment. Get your money, get out, and retire while you still have the use of your limbs. Get in, get your money, get out right while your body's still intact. I agree with that, Matt. I totally agree with that. And so if he retires, hey, good for him, man. You know, I'm I'm not much of a I'm not that big of a fan where I want to see someone else get hurt. You know, um, now nah, it's not that the Rams is my team. I like the Rams, but you know, they're not my team. But even if I was a diehard Rams fan, I think that the player should come above all that. So I like the fact that he said, you know, hey, we can't get a deal done, retire. I'm with that. I don't have no issue with that. I don't have no problems with that. I think that's smart. I, I like the fact, you know, that he's thinking that way. I wish all players would think that way, man. You know, I understand the rush, you know, the rush of competition, the rush of want to play, especially if you retire at a young age and you want to play. Man, coach, do something else. Don't put your body out there. Don't put your body out there, man, and get hurt. That it's not worth it. You you 45 years old and you can't walk. You know, you're 45 years old and all you wake up to aches and pain. That's still young. You know, maybe old to some of you 25 year olds, but it's still young, man. You know. So I I, I don't I don't see a problem with that. You know, if they get the deal done, fine. But um Stick around too long and cripple. Yeah, I agree. They stick around too long and they cripple and they get crippled. I agree with that, Matt. That's why I have a problem with this, man. Now, on the other side, you know, because I, I mean, Aaron Donald mentioned this is a business. For for a business side, you're the Rams. What do you do? I mean, I wouldn't give him a long term deal, two three years. You know, give him some decent money because he still can play. But having hearing him say he's gonna retire in eight years, you know he he near that eight year mark. I, haven't, I don't know exactly sure how long he played, but I think he near that eight year mark. So you give him two or three years, you know that's that's eleven years right there. Uh, hey, you're right, and I agree with that. You know, if you want to hang in this cleats, you can't fault him. That's right, Matt. If I'm the Rams, I give him. I give him a short-term deal, give him some decent money for two reasons. He played his heart out for y'all. He helped, he helped give y'all a Super Bowl. You give him some decent money. You don't give him enough money where it handy, handicaps you as a team, but you give him enough money to keep him happy a couple years, and then next year you look to sign you know, a young defensive end that he can teach and mentor as he goes out. That's the smart thing to do if you're the Rams. Keep him happy. You put somebody over there that he can mentor. 
and he just give a farewell tour next year or two down the line, goes out, retires Jersey, bam, everybody happy. That's what I think you should do with Aaron Donald. You know, don't cut him. Give him some money. Get, make him happy. Give him where both of y'all can be comfortable. You know, give him enough money where you're not handicapping yourself uh, money-wise as an organization. And, you know, and give, him, and give him enough money where he can be happy to play a couple years. And he, he's gone. He did he had to do. Y'all got a Super Bowl. Then, what do you, then the next thing, what do you do? Once he's gone, how do you replace Aaron Donald? You know, who can you replace Aaron Donald with? Do you, as the Rams, because you got to look at the other side of this thing too. Matthew Stafford only got a, so many years. So how long y'all going to be up as a team? So if you get rid of Aaron, Aaron Donald, your defense is not looking as great. So then how, many, how, how can you win without that defense? So you got that. You got a lot of things you need to fix, um, Los Angeles. I think that if it's me, I'm looking for a replacement now. I'm get a vet in there. Someone to kind of fill. Um, that's gonna fill that hole until we on um, to next year's draft. Uh, what up, Nick? Get a, get get a vet in there. It's gonna fill that hole to next year's draft, and then you get a nice uh, rookie in there that he can mentor. Uh, probably gonna need some first round picks to replace Donald. Yeah. I agree. I agree, but shoot, where they gonna get them from? They keep giving them away. They giving their first round picks away. You know that that's the only thing. Um, only problem. Only other problem the Rams have, they don't have any first round picks. They keep giving them away. I mean, I think we got one this year and one next year from them. So, and I appreciate it, but they keep giving away their first round picks anyway. So. I don't know what they're going to do far as um, an organization, but it was me. I would be trying to get a vet in there now. And then next year, look for a nice rookie. But anyway, uh, that's my NFL spiel. We probably come back to it. But we got to talk about these um, NBA playoffs, man. Game seven, man. That was a great game. Controversial call in it, but it was a great game. I mean, the series was great. Um, Matt, you said uh, Heat and seven. Um, don't think that happened. I said Celtics and six, so I was wrong too. So I can't have <laughs> room to talk. But the series itself was a great series. I think it was very entertaining. Um, my problem with with the game I saw. Let's start with the Celtics first. The first three quarters. They was on the heat, man. I mean, he was fighting, but they they had the lead majority of that game. And Jimmy, one for Jimmy Butler and a little bit of uh Bam, they really got blown out. I mean, Jimmy Butler kept you know scoring, kept um kept him in there. Carl Carl Lowry was like absent. He looked horrible. Um, I know he was hurt, but my thing is you out there playing. You know, you, hurt is not an excuse. That's just me. I mean, Jimmy Butler was hurt, and he was killing it. 47 points in um, game six. I think he scored 35, I'm not mistaken, in um, game seven. Um, He was cooking, man. Jimmy was cooking. The Celtics, and that's why, that's why I'm going to see a problem with, with the Warriors series. The Celtics 
lets off the gas in a series, man. They be pouring it on, they let off the gas, and teams come back. If the war they do that with the Warriors, man, it's no, they might get swept. I mean, they play great defense. Don't get me wrong. I, the Celtics play great defense. Uh, if Tatum has a great game, and um, and and the supporting and Brown has a great game, they're good. That that's that's their engine. Tatum and Brown is their engine. Without them, you know, the rest of them is hit and miss. You know, you might get Marcus Smart in there, get a couple of scores. Um, uh, Al Horford plays pretty good defense, but sometimes he's you know off with the scoring. It's all about Tatum and Brown. Now, Tatum sometimes have up and down games. I think I think where the Warriors has the advantage is that if you notice throughout the series that the Warriors played, uh, when Steph and Clay had bad games, Wiggins stepped in, Looney steps in, all their supporting cast steps in, you know, to kind of balance it off. And then later on throughout the game, you'll see Clay, Clay or Steph heating up. So I think that's going to be the difference maker. But this um, game seven, man, I, I just think that um, it was the, the heat was just out of gas, man. And I think if it did go to overtime, it they wouldn't have made it. The heat, I mean, the heat, like, they was just out of gas, man. You know, Tyler Hero played, but he was mu- not much of a factor. But I think he had a growing injury, so he wasn't much of, much of a factor. Um, I know everybody want to talk about uh, Max Strauss stepping out of bounds. Did he, did, did he or did not step out of bounds? I'm on this thing right here. I looked at it, and this one of the things that was hard to tell. It looked like his foot was elevated a little bit over the line. So technically, if it's elevated, not touching the line, you're not out of bounds. Now, I know with the NFL, if it's not, it is not, and you're not um, 100% sure, you go with the benefit of the doubt, which means they you know the call stands, whatever, you know, whatever it is. So the, in this case, they would have had the three pointer. Because to me, it was not definitive to see. Well, now he stepped out of bounds because to me, like his foot was elevated a little bit. I couldn't tell from my angle. Now, I don't have the angles like they have, but from my angle, I don't think he stepped out of bounds. Now, Bird stepped out of bounds. I just want to bring that back up. Bird stepped out of bounds. Fuck Larry Bird. Just want to say that. But anyway, he stepped. Uh, I couldn't tell if he stepped out of bounds. But why wait three minutes or whatever the time it was and take the points off the board? I think that's right there. I don't agree with, you know, after three minutes, it should be like in football. Once you hike the ball, that's it. Say so once you make the shot and you know, you run a series, that should be it. You should be able to go back and take the points off the board. I didn't like that at all. Um, and I, I know the other thing people talked about was um, the Jimmy Butler shot at the end with 16 seconds on the clock. I don't have a problem with that one either, man. You know, Jimmy hit a lot of big shots. Don't nobody say nothing when Jimmy hitting the shots. When he making those shots, like, you know, shot he made, I think it was in game six from the corner. Nobody had a problem with that. That was a three-pointer. He comes down and he missed this shot, and everybody said he shouldn't have took the shot. He should have drove to the hole. I mean, he's the type of player he wants to win. He didn't want to go for the tie or take a chance and whether or not they didn't follow him or not. He don't get the three-point play. He want to go for the win. 
have a problem with that. He's the leader of the team. And as that as the leader goes, so shall the team go. And y'all follow, y'all bag him up. Where was the where was the box out? Nobody's talking about that. Where's the box out to get the uh, offensive board? Where are they at for that? So my thing is like you can't just you know get on Jimmy about the shot. I mean he he's the star of the team, he's the leader of the team. You live and die by that leadership. So I don't have a problem with that. If, if he the leader, he decided to take a shot, bam, they miss, they lose. It's, it's just that simple, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think we should be um, getting on Jimmy because if Jimmy wasn't without Jimmy, y'all wouldn't even be there. Without Jimmy, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't, you wouldn't even be in a game seven, game six. You wouldn't have been there without Jimmy. So I think Jimmy carried y'all on his back to get there. Cause a lot of y'all um, didn't show up or showed up sporadically. So, you know, Jimmy making, taking that shot, it shouldn't be no issue to me. I don't have a problem with it. I think that Jimmy Butler, um, you know, I think he had, he made, he made a decision. He stuck with it. And I, I always say, I'm with anybody who stands 10 toes down. You, you know, you make a decision, you stand on it. I'm with you. I flow with that. I'm good with that. So I don't have a problem with, with him taking that shot. You know, all these people and these analysts talking about he should have drove to the hole. Uh, I don't understand why he took that shot. He's only uh 20 some percent from the free throw. He's horrible. I mean, from the three-point um, line, he's horrible at three-pointers, boom, boom, boom. But at the same time, you talking about all these shots he's making, y'all praising him for it. Oh, he's big shot Jimmy. Jimmy Buckets. Da, 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 da. All this and that. He missed a shot. Now y'all on him. Man, y'all can miss me with that. I'm with you, Jimmy. He ain't, you know what I'm saying? He's not on my team as far as the team I root for. But I'm, I'm with you on this, man. I don't have a problem with that. Now, um, now you look at the matchup since the Celtics won, the Celtics and the Warriors, like I alluded to earlier. I don't think it's going to be as easy as everybody predicting the Warriors going to run away with it. Now, the problems that I see that I pointed out earlier is that if the Celtics let off the gas against the Warriors, they have, poten- they have the potential to be swept. You can't let off the gas. You have to, once you have the Warriors down, you got to keep your foot on their neck and keep it going, keep it going until the clock hit double zero. That's plain and simple. If they play the defense like they played against um, Brooklyn, against Milwaukee, and in the Heat series, I think the Celtics got an opportunity to um, win this series. I know um, I'm, I hate to say it because I hate Boston, but, you know, I think they have an opportunity to win a series. Now, do I think they're going to win a series? No, I think, the, I think the Warriors will win. I think the Warriors, if you match them up player to player, head to head, I think the Warriors has a better bench than the Celtics does. I think they match up well against um I think Celtics match up well against the Warriors, but I think all in all, the Warriors bench, dubs and five. All right, Matt. Uh I I, I don't know. I, I, I want to say that for some reason I want to say <laughs> fuck Boston. <laughs> right on time, Matt. Right on time. Matt, I'm with you on that, but I don't know. For some reason I want to say six. I, I just think I think that because I'm gonna get on. Now that I talk about Boston, since since you brought that um, about the series, um, here's the thing: I, why I say six. 
Now, on the Warriors side, they have a lot of turnovers. And I think that when Boston is cooking and the Warriors had those same turnovers they had, you know, with Memphis, with Dallas, uh, with Denver, I think Boston's a good enough team to take advantage of those turnovers. You know, they good from the three-point line. So they, you know, um, Steph losing the ball out of bounds. I mean, losing the ball or throwing them in air passes, and they play the passing lanes pretty well, Boston does, and, you know, kick it out to the open man for a three. You hit a couple on threes back-to-back. You know, you up six you up six or nine points just like that. So that's one of the things that I, I think that um, is going to mess Golden State up in the series. They need to clean up the turnovers. Got to clean up the turnovers. Um, Steph needs to work on his um lately he's been up and down you know turn it on at the, in the fourth quarter you can't do that i don't think they can do that against boston uh, i don't think with the mass you know the, you can do that at the match you can do that with uh memphis especially when they lost jai you really do it in memphis you know you can you can do that with denver but i don't think you can do that with boston so i think golden state needs to be clicking on all cylinders the whole time and clean up those turnovers. And they can stay pretty much relative, relatively, you know, clean playing without those turnovers. And I, I don't see Boston beating. I mean, you know, Wiggins play if Wiggins play like he's been playing, Looney play like he's been playing. Um, uh, you know, Draymond being the heart and soul of that team. If Clay and stay and Steph you know, stay hot throughout the series, Boston in trouble. Boston is in trouble. I don't see um, Boston beating them. Like I said, the only thing I can see um, Boston um, having a chance if they don't they don't clean up those turnovers, you know. But I, I think it's gonna be a better series than everybody predict. I heard somebody say sweep. I I don't see sweep unless you know Boston allowed you no know, allow the Warriors to stay in the game when they have them up when they have them down. I mean, I don't see sweep. Um, I can go with Matt said five. But I'm more leaning towards six. I wouldn't be surprised by five, but I'm leaning more towards six. I think um, the Boston can steal two games, and that's it. But yeah, I, I think I think I'm, I'm rolling with the Dubs. Now, having said that, what does this mean? I know I brought this up before, but the Warriors win four. This will be their fourth championship, relative with that same. Um, Lucas, Clay, Steph, and Draymond. Now they got some young, some young hogs with them now too. That's up and coming. This is, I think, this is a dynasty, man. And I know uh, when Nick said that it's not like the dynasty, like the Bulls dynasty and stuff like that. But I think you got to look at it from the standpoint of the era that we in. We're in a whole different era. We're not in the '90s. You know when the Bulls was um, hot. It's a whole different game. I think the competition more spread out than it was back then. I mean, back um when Mike was playing, you had a lot of sorry teams. You know, now we had some good teams too, but you had a lot of sorry teams. I think now the East and the West are pretty evenly matched. I mean, you got what Philly in the uh, East. You got um, Boston. You got Miami. Uh, 
who am I forgetting? Boston, Miami, Philly. I mean, Cleveland up and coming. I mean, they not, I don't think they championship caliber, but I think they a few pieces away from, you know, contending. Um, I forget. So, oh, you got Brooklyn. I mean, yeah, they ain't shambles now because you don't know what they, they, they don't know what they're going to do with Kyrie and all that stuff, but I think Brooklyn going to be all right. They're going to get a lot of their players back that didn't play last year. So, Brooklyn still look tough. So, you got at least four or five. Oh, you got Milwaukee. You know, Milwaukee, a few pieces. Of, uh, they just need one, one, one more player. I think they get one more player, like a Bradley Bill or somebody like that. I think Milwaukee will be tough because, you know, Giannis is cooking. So all they need is a consistent score. That's all they need, a consistent score. They get a consistent score, you know, they they they, they can run these. I mean, I mean it's between them and it's hard, it's hard to bet. To me, it's hard for me to bet against Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn got a lot of people over there, man. And like I said, some of the players that didn't play um, this year is going to come back next year. So you get some of them people back, man. Brooklyn's going to be tough. Uh, if the Warriors catch fire... It could be a wrap early, uh, not dynasty. If they win this one, that would be four in eight years, and I don't think um, they are done. Yeah, and I agree. I don't think they're done with titles. I agree with that, man. And here's why like you, brought, like you said that, man. Here's why I don't think they're done with titles, man. If you look at some of the, the teams that won titles, you go with the um, Shaq and um, Kobe era. You know, once Shaq left, they had to reload. They didn't really have anybody, you know, really um, to bag him up. You know, he had to go get Paul Gasol and reload. Um, you know, the Pistons. They didn't have any superstars. So once that 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 little that dynasty broke up, well, not dynasty, once that championship team broke up, you know, they was in shambles. They didn't have anybody after the the veterans, they didn't have anybody. Um after after Mike left, Scotty left, there was nobody left on the Bulls. But if you look at the Warriors, they only got Clay, Steph, Draymond. All the rest of the team is young. They got players that's sitting on the bench that are uh, coming in and out every now and then, just getting playing time. Wait till they start to jail. And then Steph don't have to play as 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 much. And those those players start to you know take over. That's why I think the Lord, the Warriors are winning more titles, man. Um, you know, I think Phoenix is in Phoenix and you know is in, in shambles. You don't know what you're gonna do with um uh, oh, I can't think of his name. The short short guy. Uh CP three. You know, you don't know um he just disappears in playoffs. Um Carl, uh, not Carl, uh, Mitchell might leave Utah, and Utah disappearing playoffs anyway. Don't need, don't they? Yeah, um, regular season team. I think Rudy Gobert is garbage. You know, so I'm not worried about Utah. I think Denver is a is a good team. Um, championship team, I don't see it, but I think they're a great team. Don't get me wrong. They have a few pieces away. Yeah, Wiseman. I keep forgetting about Wiseman. Um and Kaminga, yeah. So you got them too. Uh, who else in the West? Um, who am I forgetting? The Lakers in shambles. You know they only know they want to keep LeBron, trade LeBron. 
they trying to um they doing a fire sale over there. They getting trying to get rid of all the people they can. So the Lakers in trouble. Um, who the heck want Westbrook in that contract? So Lakers ain't you know Lakers in trouble. Portland, you know we don't know. They ain't say he gonna stay, but shoot, he might he might change his mind. He's looking at what what Portland not getting any players over there. So Portland, they in trouble. So I think go it's go to state. I think the West is go to states to win or lose. Have you look at it? You know, I think it's Golden States. I think the East will beat up on each other and then Golden State just feast on whoever comes out the East. Now don't get me wrong, I like I like I like some of the, the I like um Memphis. I think they'll play our way. And the way New Orleans play, you know, you're gonna have to get rid of uh Fat Boy over there. You, I mean, you gotta get rid of him. And and get you another piece over there. And I think you know they they jail pretty well. They they be forced to reckon with, but I mean I think still on par with they on par with Denver. They on par with Memphis. Um, Luca has to get in shape. He really has to get in shape. Luca can't even, he, half the time. He's still down to the other end, cherry picking. And that's a liability on defense because if you're down on the other end, and you the guy you're gonna be guarding is wide open, that's easy two or three depending on you know what shot they shoot. So. That's a liability. Um, what you say, Matt? They got these guys, uh, these young cats to get to the uh, get the practice to learn and play with two of the greatest shooters who ever lace up the net, uh, lace up the kicks. Then Draymond to teach the defensive tactics and how to work on the glass. I agree. I agree with that. that that's a great point, man. I mean, go stay look good, man. So I pose a question. And those who may not be on a live with us, you can leave it in the comments. But um, go if you go in state and you look at these young players, and I like what um, Matt said. You know, with the nucleus and everything they have there, is it your is it your is it your um, conference to win or lose? What you know what what is Golden State the team to beat in the West? Or I'm overlooking somebody. Am I overlooking somebody? Let me know. Go. I think Golden State is the team to um beat. So, like I said, leave it in the comments. Um, if you think I'm wrong, but I think they they the team to beat in the West. And like I said, in the East, you got a lot of teams beating up on each other out there. And I'm not knocking none of the West teams. I think there's great teams out there, but I don't. I think top to bottom, I think Golden State got more pieces than a lot of these teams. Deeper bench, upcoming players. Um. Wiseman didn't even really didn't even play, um, you know, because of injury. So you get Wiseman back next year, and the way on the rest of them cooking, that's scary, man. I think that's scary. And then you don't like I said, you don't know what Mitchell gonna do next year. Um, I ain't worried about Phoenix because to me they have to prove it that they can do something in the playoffs so they can win all the games they want during the regular season. You know, um, who else? Um, forgetting somebody. Oh, the Lakers. You don't know what the Lakers going to do. The you know, Lakers supposed to be the pre- premier team. And they got, uh, they hired Ham over there. Oh, no problem, man. <laughs> they got Ham over there. And Ham is, is not, 
here's here's the problem with the Lakers. Here's some of the problem. I'm gonna say the problem. Here's some of the problem with the Lakers. You got Phil Jackson. You got uh fuck LeBron. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, man. <laughs> you got Phil Jackson. You got Kirk Rambis on both the, over the shoulders of uh, uh both shoulders of of Ham, telling who they should who he should get who he should not get how to run a team. That right there is distracting as a coach. Even if you have all the players you need as a coach, that's distracting just with that alone. Dealing with different people in, in each ear. Rabbit saying one thing, Phil Jackson saying another thing, and you got this going back and forth in your head. That's distracting. Too many Chiefs, not enough Indians, as they say. Uh, right. As the saying goes out in LA. I agree. So you got that. Now, you, t- you couple that with Phil wants LeBron gone. He thinks LeBron should be traded. So you ham, you might think, hey, I think LeBron is our best chance. So what do you do? You know, what do you do with that? Do you say, okay, I'm going to try to keep LeBron. I don't know how much authority he actually has. He may not have authority to even keep LeBron. And if you trade away LeBron, yeah, you're going to get something for him, but who, who is willing? If you look at all the teams out there, you're going to want a king's ransom for LeBron. And most of the teams I just got through naming that's contending needs those pieces and LeBron. You know, you take Denver, you ain't going to give Ja. You know what I'm saying? You don't get none of the other young players away that Denver has. All right, Denver. Yeah, I mean, Memphis. I'm sorry. Memphis has for LeBron, for him to come in and mess up y'all chemistry. So Memphis, Memphis is out. Same with Denver. I think Denver is out. Um, we, you going to go to Utah? Put him over there with Dan, uh Go over there to uh, Portland. Put him over there with Dame. Then you got to give us so many pieces. You in the same predicament that you had. You in the Lakers situation just in further north. So what are you going to do? You look over at the east of those contenders. Brooklyn Dan sure ain't gonna want him. Um, who you gonna get? Fang with Philly. And, and unless you unless you give a one-on-one trade for uh LeBron for Harden, but I don't know how the LeBron and uh Embiid thing is gonna work. I don't think that's gonna work. I think it's gonna butt heads. So Philly's not gonna work. Um, even though Milwaukee need another player, that ain't gonna work. Tradable players in LA, AD, Russ. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that too. I'm just based, I'm I'm saying what what Phil wants. I'm talking about first, I'm dealing with what Phil said about getting rid of LeBron. But then going to your point, um, you get rid of okay, you say you get rid of Russ. Let's start with Russ and AD. Um, if I'm a team, I don't want to take on that contract. Only way you can get rid of Russ if you go to if you go somewhere like maybe um Charlotte. You know, somewhere that, that's not a contender, but can use a, a good a good piece in there. And if you give a few players away, you're not really hurting as much. But all the ones that's contending, Russ is costing too much, and you're gonna mess up our chemistry. Uh, AD, I don't know if he's gonna be healthy. Gabriel. You know, I mean, it's like Lakers don't 
Lakers is is in bad shape, bro. Lakers in bad shape. Horrible shape. Um, LeBron handpicked his team, thinking um, thinking the player, coach, GM, and owner <laughs> just retired and assumed a role of management. <laughs> but you know what? I think Matt, though, I think with LeBron, and I'm just spit, but I don't know. I might be wrong. I think LeBron thinking is, I'm practicing for that. You know, I'm going to go ahead and try to do this GM, player, coach, and all that stuff. And then when I get ready to retire, I can see I, um, I had the experience, you know. But he's doing a piss poor job. He's doing a Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, great player, horrible owner, horrible GM. Poor, he thought Kwame Brown was a talent. Agree with you on that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. Every every great player does not translate to great coach. Hey man, hey, don't uh uh-uh. uh no mm-mm. Detroit, Detroit. I like I like the young players that Detroit have, and I would want to give away all them young players for Russ. Russ, only thing Russ will do for Detroit is maybe sell tickets, sell a few jerseys. You know, that's about it. But far as like doing anything great for Detroit, nah. Uh, many maybe, but I mean, who are you gonna give up in Minneapolis for him? I mean, Tim, I think I think the Tim, Timberwolves have great chemistry, and I think putting Russ over there or or taking some players away will mess up what they have. I mean, I think I think the Timberwolves need a few pieces over there. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I like what they have. And I think adding Russ and taking away some of those players will be bad for Minnesota. Uh, say that again. Michael Jordan is a horrible owner, agreeable, the greatest player to ever lay some up. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, I can't, I can't look as a Piston fan. You know, I love to hate Mike, especially when he played. But at the same time, I can't deny with my eyes. See, the man was a great player. He was unbelievable, man. One of the greatest I ever seen play the play the game. You know, I, I'm not a hater. I'm I gotta give him his props, man. Mike was a great player. You, you gotta get that to him. And anyone who says anything different because he, he beat your team, you're still a loser. You know, you got you can't deny what you see. Mike Michael Jordan, even though they called um um Nick the human highlight film, I think Mike was the human highlight film. I mean, I remember like turning on Sports Center and just and you're like, oh, you know, Mike again. You know, hoping hoping the highlight one against your team, but you know, he gonna Mike again. He gonna Mike again. And you like you you being all some of the stuff he did, man. You gotta give Mike his props. I don't care what nobody said. You gotta give Mike his props. Michael Jordan was a great basketball player. It just didn't translate to GM owner. Just don't. It doesn't always happen. Magic Johnson, too. Yeah, 41 and 97, right. Um, you're great at your craft on the court. Doesn't mean it's going to carry over to being not right. I agree. Yeah, 41 points and 90. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. Um, I just think, man, here's my thing. And I'm gonna um say this. I'm gonna try to because we're only gonna do an hour show today since it's a um holiday. So I'm gonna make sure I get all my points out. Um, and I'm trying to engineer at the same time. 
But yeah, I, here's my thing with Mike, man. And I said, I'll kind of briefly mention Magic. But Magic was over there in the Lakers organization. Isaiah, too. You know, Isaiah didn't do well with the Knicks. But I'm going to put an asterisk by Magic because I think part of Magic was the dysfunction that they had over in the Lakers organization, too. Because when he was over there, they had a lot of dysfunction over there at that time, too. I think, I can't remember, that was the time when, um, when Jeannie was trying to um, get rid of her brothers, too. So, you know, you had a lot of that. You had a lot of dysfunction over there in, in the Lakers after Dr. Buzz died. So that that that's hard for you as a um, person trying to run, help run an organization. You got all this dysfunction going on. You being a Pistons fan, me being a Knicks fan, we saw Mike Wright. I mean, man, that, that um that year they played the Knicks, man, the playoffs. That's one of the great greatest playoff um series I seen, man. I I love watching that series. That was a great series, man. Um, I want I was rooting for the Knicks. I ain't lying. I was rooting for the Knicks, man. When John Starks dunked on them, man, I was like, oh, they're going to win this. They're going to win this. You know what I'm saying? I was rooting for the Knicks. Hell, I, sometimes I was rooting for Indiana, hoping that um, <laughs> Reggie put them out. You know, when the, when, the, when the Pistons were, weren't able to do the beat up on Mike like they used to, and they changed the rules, you know, it was a whole, that was, that was the whole bad boy thing, man. That's be able to beat up on you, come through that paint. That's part of their defensive prowess. So when they got they stopped doing that, they kind of lost their edge. You know, they was, plus they was getting old. Um, you know, Isaiah, I mean, Lambeer was getting old, Isaiah, Rick Mahorn. Man, it was getting them guys was old. You know, um, Buddha, Vinny Johnson, them guys was getting getting up there in age, man. And I'm not taking nothing away from when the Nick, I mean, when the um, Bulls beat them. They beat them fair and square, so I'm not taking nothing away from them. But my point is, the advantage they had was able to beat up on you come to the paint. So I kind of negate some of your speed if you was faster than them. That kind of negate um, a lot of um, strategy you had against them because if you get beat up for four quarters, for let's say three quarters, by that fourth quarter, you tired. You know what I'm saying? Somebody be- pushing you around, beating up on you for three quarters straight, by that fourth quarter, you tired now. I mean, you know, I played basketball, but, but football was my sport. But you imagine um, you tired and, you know, you shoot not only with your arms, you shoot with your legs. You know, all that goes into your form when you're shooting. Your legs get tired, that throws off your shot. Your arms get tired, that throws off your shot. All that stuff, your your fatigue affects your game. So... That was the that was the bad boys advantage over you, able to switch people in and out all the time, banging you, banging you, banging you. Then Lambert, you know, being a big man, he could step behind a three point line and hit that. So now imagine you a big guy, and this is back when they had true centers. Imagine you a big guy, and you got to chase this big old guy out here shooting three corners. You coming out out that paint. So now your your quote unquote top rebounders out there with Lambert. That leaves Rodman able to get the rebound, Sally, you know, because they big guys is in the paint. So you get a lot of offensive rebounds. Um, Matt say, start with left baseline on Horace Grant MJ. I know, man, that was that was a great dunk, man. That was that was one that was one one of the better dunks in a playoff series I seen. That was a great dunk, man. You gotta give them their props. 
most of the players in the league now uh, would never have lasted in the 80s and 90s. I don't know the rules changed, but dudes were getting um, clothesline, yep, punched in the face, and it was a common foul plus a T, no ejection. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, man. And, man, you imagine taking that beating all throughout the game. I mean, you go back and watch some of them highlights. Man, they was throwing Jordan around like a rag doll, bro. For real. I mean, you know, they made Jordan go to the weight room. <laughs> Facts. They made Jordan go to the weight room. Because he was coming through there. He was just thrown around. And, you know, they did the Barkley. When Barkley's with Philly. Because Lambert and Barkley got it to a couple times. And they just didn't care, man. They didn't care. They came into your city. They tried to beat up on you. That was their game. Imagine Jai trying to yo on Rick Mahorn. Right. Right. I mean, Jai's a little guy, man. I think I think that's that may be one of Jai's downfall, man, because the same thing we talk about with Kyle Murray, Murray with on um, the Cardinals. When you got that little frame and you taking that punishment, man, that, that wears on that little frame. Um Jai better do like Jordan and get in that weight room. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, you're not taking a beating like you did in the 80s and the 90s, but you're still getting a little, you're still getting pounded a little bit, you know, because the way he plays, you know, he's slashing, coming through the lane. He's going to get hit. You know, he's not going to get hit like he did, like back in the day, but he's still going to get hit. You're doing that throughout the time, that little body, right? His body ain't built for street ball. <laughs> you're right, man. It's not. So you have to, um, you're not getting the weight room, man. You know, if he was just shooting outside like Steph, you know, don't get me wrong, Steph does come through the lane, but it's different. It's different the way Steph does it, you know, compared to the way Ja does it. Ja's attacking you straight up like, like you a big man, like he a big man. Steph kind of like trying to glide around you a little bit. So it's, it's a different type of um, game. And I think that um, if you're going to play that kind of game, man, you're going to have to beef up a little bit. I mean... You can still have a small frame, but strong. Because I know, you know some guys won't get big, but they get strong. It's a difference. You know, his, his, his body type may not get him swole, swole, but he'll be strong that he can take that punishment. And same with Kyler Murray. You know, I think part of the um, Cardinals problem is that, yeah, they start off hot. But after a while, Murray body can't take it. <laughs> Seven games is all he can take. <laughs> wow, they go seven and zero. That's it. Uh, Steph picks and chooses when he does right. He, he put his body on the line. You're right. I agree. I agree, man. And I mean, that's why I say he's a different type of player. You know, where Jai is gonna come, try to come through as much as he can. And I mean, I like Jai Morant. Don't get me wrong. I like him as a player. I, I enjoy watching him. You know, so it's not me picking on Jai. I'm just making observations about his game. And I think that going back to my original statement about the Western Conference, you know, the Warriors got big fellas too. They got a they got some depth on their team, man. That's why I really like the the way the Warriors is built. You know, I like the way the Warriors are built, and I hope I hope they win a couple more, man. You know, I like I like Steph. Um, I like his attitude. I like the way he plays. 
I mean, you know, I like Draymond. A lot of people don't like him, but I like Draymond. I know what he what he doing. It's just messing with your mind. You know what I'm saying? I like the psych- psychological part of it. And if he can get in your head, you let him. That's on you. It's not on him. It's on you. Y'all better work on his J before. Yeah, you're right. He needs to work on that too. He does need to work on that. Um, because one one thing about when you play for a while, it's hard to change your form, you know. And I think he needs to be in that gym working on the outside shot, man. I mean, going back to Jordan, I remember Jordan outside shot wasn't that great, but he worked on it. And shoot, then he was deadly from outside. Then he was deadly from the um from the three-point line. Jordan worked on his game. And so if you're gonna be a player at this level, you have to work on all your deficiencies. That's why I like Giannis so much, man. Everything that people talked about Giannis, he worked on it. First they said he was too skinny. He bulked up. Um, um, you know, they talk about he didn't have an outside shot. Oh, okay, man. They say he didn't have an outside shot. He worked on it. You know, everything, every little thing they critiqued him about, he worked on it. And you have to do that as a professional in this in this game, man. You know, you gotta work on it until you develop. You gotta work on it until you develop it. I mean, I think that was the downfall of Shaq. If Shaq wasn't so lazy, Shaq would be Shaq would have been more dominant than he was at the time at his peak of his career. You know, you can't just come back and say, I'm gonna get in shape at the beginning of the season instead of just staying in shape the whole time and working on your game, work on your free throw. Imagine if he worked on his free throw and he just shot 70%. The hacker shack wouldn't work. They wouldn't hack, they wouldn't be hacking shack. They wouldn't do the hacker shack. He just shot 70%. They wouldn't even did hacker shack. You know, imagine if Shaq had a nice turnaround or like Kareem with the sky hook, some kind of signature move. To say to stay on top, you have to continue to work at it. That's correct. I agree with that. You're right, Matt. And that's part. That's the reason why I think um, I like some of the older players versus the younger players. You know, I think the old cats, man, they they stayed in the gym. They stayed in the gym. Besides Shaq, <laughs> you know, I mean, and I just think it's a, just it's a different league, man. You know, and I'm not one of those ones that's a hater because the league has changed. You know, it's like, oh, man, league changed. I like the old league. You know, I enjoyed the old league, but I enjoyed the new one, too. I embrace the new stuff, but at the same time, it's good to pull. I'm a believer in that, in this. You can always learn from the past. You don't have to go to, back to the past. You don't have to try to relive the past. But you look towards the past and take some of those nuggets from the past to bring it, you know, to improve yourself in the present to take yourself to the future. I just think that's how you should you should go through life about everything like that. You know, some people look at the past and try to relive it. Can't do that. You know, the past is what it is. Past is the past. But there's always some gold nuggets in that part you can pull out to your present time and use that. So then. It, it'll catapult you into your future. I think that is what how you should look at it. You know, spe- you know, since we're speaking on a sports uh, standpoint, these players today look what worked in the past. Some of those things 
you can pull from that. Oh man, you know, I like that. Boom. And put an add it to your game and make you a better player in the present and in the future, the future to come. I think that's the greatest thing to do, man. You know, a lot of people like to crap on the old players, and then some of the old players like to crap on a new player because it's not the same game. That don't mean nothing, man. Don't, don't do that. You know, I mean, I, you see that about hip hop too. You know, you see the, um, I can't stand this new um, hip hop, blah, blah, blah. I say, I always say this some of it I can't get with. You know, some of it, I, it's, not, it's not for me, but they're not making it for me anyway. But at the same time, I don't crap on it. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's some artists I do like that, that are new. Even though I, I still lean more towards the, the older hip hop. But I don't crap on a new art. I just say, you know, something they made for me and keep it moving. So um we're getting close to the end. I wanted to um kind of preview a little bit of um the Kings and uh, Rangers game a little bit. I think they play tonight. And um uh, it's game seven um for the Rangers and um um Carolina Hurricanes. If you look at how Carolina been playing, it looks like Carolina should win this game because they were winning all their home games and losing all their away games. I think Carolina is the better team. They they now all four of their lines is, is are great. All four of their lines they play are great. I think they uh if you look at the games that Carolina play, new rap, I find it hard. <laughs> I'm an old school. Yeah, some of it's hard to like, but Matt, you know, it's and part of it because we're from that that time frame, you know what I'm saying? And so I think it's like when you hear the new stuff, it just you, know, you think of, of hip hop, you think of the stuff that you used to hear, and you hear the new stuff and don't sound nothing like it. It's like it's hard for you to kind of get with it. And so I try to do is just listen for the music as it is, and don't try try not to compare it to the old stuff. Just like okay, let me hear the music because I like music. All kinds of music, you know. I don't just listen to hip hop, you know. I listen to all kinds of music, you know. I like, I still sometimes listen to the classics, like I like um Zeppelin, you know. I like um '80s music, you know, the um, the Cindy Lauper, Duran Duran. Uh, you might hear me listen to um, well, some jazz. No matter, you know, you hear me listen to all kinds of stuff, um, Pink Floyd, um. All kinds of stuff. But anyway, get back to what I was saying about um can it get me going down music, you know. That's my thing. I love music. But um yeah, six games, um we say yeah, six games all went one by home team. I tried to listen and um pay attention to what they said and it was the same type of shit. <laughs> but I, here's the thing with, with the uh, hurricanes, man. If you look at if you look at a series, especially with uh, the Rangers. They really outplayed the Rangers. Even the game, even when they lost the game, you know, they kept the puck more uh, down on the side of the Rangers side. Uh, the defense was great. They took a lot of shots. Um, but the Ranger Goldie was stopping a lot of them. And you would think, okay, all those shots, one's gonna go in, one's gonna go in. And they played great defense. I just think that they need this is one of the things the Kings, if they win this series, gonna have to do. And fits because they're not gonna be able to do that against Tampa Bay. Because Tampa Bay will come in a rally and steal one. And then the, the Kings is hit. They, they, their Stanley Cup chances is gone. So I think um 
they're gonna have to try to find a way to fix losing that losing on um losing away if they win this um this game tonight. I mean, I think like I said, I think the Kings is a better team. All four of their lines are great. I think all four of their lines are better than um the Rangers. I think the Rangers strength is their goalie. Uh I like rap rock, Eternal classic, club oldies, doo-wop era, and RB. Yep, you like me, Matt. I'm I'm pretty much in most of all those. You know, um, you never know what I might play or I'll be listening to. I pull up with all kinds of stuff, man. You know, I like um Fleetwood Mac, um, old R and B, you know, I mean, Shade, you know, um, I might listen to Tina Turner. She got me going down this uh, <laughs> rabbit hole, Matt. <laughs> I'm trying to close off the hockey. <laughs> um, and then if you look on the other side, uh, all over the spectrum, right? That's how I am, man. All over the spectrum. If you um, look at the other side with the Oilers and um, the Avalanche, man, that's going to be a great series, man. You know, you got Conor McDavid um, for the Oilers and um, Vander Kane, Dry Settle. I think they got, you know, those those three are great. They match up well with um, McKinnon and um, um, what's the name, Landish, Landish Scott, Landish Scott. I'm not saying his name wrong. Uh, for the Avs, the Avs, man, you know, they can they can score, you know, in rushes. They can score in cycles. Um, I think it's gonna be a great game. I think that uh, if Evander Kane keep playing like he's been playing, then McDavid gonna be McDavid, and the Oilers have a chance. But I still get advantage to um, the Avalanche. I think the Avalanche will win this series, and I think it might be um, the Stanley Cup be Avalanche in uh, Tampa Bay. Because if if the um, Canes let the Rangers win, I think the um, I think Tampa Bay will uh, um, beat the Ran- um, the Rangers. I just think they'll beat the Rangers, man. Um, now I think the Canes have a chance to beat Tampa Bay. But I just think that um, they need to fix. If they win this series tonight, they need to fix that losing away. You got you got to fix that, man. You can't just keep losing all your games, you know, away from home because you come up against a great team. They're gonna come in your building and steal one. They all they need is one, especially if you're losing away. That means all the rest of the games. They don't just need three at home. That's it. And the series over with. Uh, a little SW. Oh, I love Pearl Jam. Yeah. Uh, Frank Santana, Wu-Tang, Metallica. Yeah, I like all of them. Billy Joe Zeppelin. Yeah. Man. Hey, man, you might, we might got some of the same music, man. Um, I was just listening to Pearl Jam the other day. Um, Nirvana. But, yeah, man. Uh. I just I, I, I just think that that's that's gonna be the downfall of the game they win the series. I really think that's gonna be the downfall. But we come up on that hour mark. You know, I said I was gonna keep y'all an hour. I appreciate um Matt. I don't know who the Facebook user was, but I appreciate them tuning in. Nick that um dropped a comment here and there. Um it's been fun. You know, I enjoyed it. It was a little different for me because I'm used to like behind the scenes doing stuff and all that kind of thing, but you know, it's been fun. I, I, I can sit here and talk about sports all day and music. You know, Matt got me going on music. Go Devils. <laughs> uh, it won't be this year, though, Matt. It won't be this year. Um, 
yeah, but thanks to everybody that tuned in, man. I, I, um, we really loved it. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, IOW Network. Um, one of the things I'm I'm working on, sincere was oh that was sincere. Oh wow, okay, thanks. I ain't heard from sincere in a long time. One of the things um I'm I'm working on now is uh getting a channel under the IOW Network and putting everything under one channel. I mean, you still have its own separate channel, but you can go to the IOW Network and view everything on one under one umbrella. So I'm working on that. And um, those who are listening, like I said earlier, if you didn't hear me, if you have um, any kind of sport podcast you want to get off the ground or have started but want to uh, collaborate with us, man, come on, man. We're trying to build a media conglomerate. We're trying to be a digital ESPN without all the um, BS um, takes, Dr. Stephen A. Smith and all that. You know, you can go ahead and go freely give your opinion. And I'm still working on, I uh, appreciate it, Matt. I'm still working on getting an app um, where we ain't got to worry about Facebook, you know, shutting us down because you say something that Facebook don't like. So hopefully um, I'm in the talks with somebody now. So hopefully we can get that done. We have our own app where you just go on the app, drop your comment, you know, still ask you to be respectful. But, you know, you say what you want to say pretty much. We ain't not going to worry about nobody. Um shutting down your account and all that kind of stuff so we got some things that we working on and um um don't forget to listen to late night owl with lamar he should be on tonight at 11. um nick come on sporadically so i don't know what time nick comes on but if you um go to his channel project fan subscribe you can get any notification we decide to drop a show and also money line with nick shine i probably pick up more during the football season <clears throat> he started, you know, giving you some money lines and all that kind of stuff. Any, you know, anything um, that you want to know or you want to talk about, man, you know, we, we'd love to have you on. Just drop us a line. We'll bring you on the show or just um, we're going to try to pick up the phone calls once I get another phone so we can have phone calls, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, on behalf of um, Wildcard Mar, Big Homie Nick Shine, you know, we appreciate everybody coming out and appreciate you, Matt, man, you know, for being a, uh, a faithful listener. Peace.